0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back once again. I am Nick Heath and I had katsu curry for lunch.
1: And I'm Tom May. I'm still in Kobe and I am still sweating.
0: <laughs> um, thank you very much to all of you for joining us here on The Rugby Report, Japan 2019 with Betfred. Um, hope you've all uh, well had a great weekend. Um, it is, of course, Tuesday. I'm just about managing to hold on to what day of the week it is.
1: Uh, Tom, what have you been up to? Uh, all these days blend into one don't they I've been commentating on a couple of games I did Argentina against Tonga uh, back in Osaka at the weekend then I came back to Kobe uh, and what day did you say it was Tuesday I I did uh, Scotland against Samoa last night in, in Kobe inside the Misaki Stadium again which had the roof shut and oh my god it was so hot 29 degrees, yeah. 70% humidity. You could almost see the moisture in the air. It was revolting.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, why don't they just open the roof?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I went around with a, a Japanese translator at, at one point and um, he was really confused as to why it was shut. They, they play with the roof open when they they um, play football there and you cannot understand why the, the roof is shut. I don't know whether yeah. that's I don't know, something that World Rugby have said, let's not fiddle around with it, just leave it on. I know one of the stadiums, I think it's Toyota, they can't afford to... They can't afford to shut it. Well, it costs too much costs to do too it. too much to
0: do it. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, uh, well, maybe we will get on to that game uh, in due course. Um, we, uh, we will be previewing five games to come up uh, a little bit later. France, USA, New Zealand, Canada, Georgia, Fiji, Ireland, Russia, South Africa, Italy. Uh, we'll be looking back. Argentina, Tonga, Japan, Ireland, South Africa, Namibia, Georgia, Uruguay, Australia, Wales, Scotland, Samoa. I mean, I think we will only really look at... Probably at uh, at three of those in any much detail, um, and uh, we'll hear from some Scotland fans uh, and from uh, Mark and Sue Farrell, which uh, are a couple that Tom caught up with. So um, yeah, let's let's perhaps just take ourselves back then to what was a ridiculous surprise, fantastic result for the hosts. Everything the tournament needed: uh, Japan against Ireland. It was incredible, wasn't it?
1: Oh, the the best game of the tournament, unless you're Irish. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think the Irish started really well, and through that first twenty minutes, I was thinking to myself as I was watching it in one of the media centres, I was thinking, oh, this this could be a pretty painful afternoon for the Japanese. Mm. Um, but as the game wore on, they just almost they just turned off everything they were doing. They were the pace with which Japan played the game, and some of the skills they've got are incredible. Um, given um, some of the lack of Quality in handling that we've seen during the World Cup. I think yeah. uh, some of the skills that we've seen from the Japanese, you know, the deft touches, flicks out the back door. You know, they are they're a team to be reckoned with. I think do you
0: think how much of it do you think is the power of adrenaline and a crowd behind you because I mean even at sort of 60 65 minutes they were they were tearing after everything they were I mean their tackle technique was incredible for all the countries that are being penalized for this sort of stuff all of the Japan players were getting proper low chopped tackles left right and center the Irish kept passing the ball back to people in space and all of a sudden finding their ankles shackled again it was just brilliant but but there was a bit of me that just thought I don't know whether they'd be able to do this in any other place in any other atmosphere because just the world was with them, the crowd was with them and, and it, it must have just been firing them beyond
1: any sense of fatigue. Well, I think if you look, think back to that, that game in, in Brighton in 2015, that was an upset. But I think yeah. to have done it twice now in successive World Cups it, on the big stage when it really, really is required. Um, and this
0: one felt much less like a kind of smash and grab. This was just a bloody yeah. good win, right?
1: Yeah, it was just organised and they knew exactly what they were trying to do and I know that they've tried to tee themselves up as the fittest team in the World Cup and at the moment you'd probably have to say they look like they are. They just do not stop yeah. running. I mean, they yeah. would be an absolute nightmare to play against. You'd just be like, no, piss off, are. go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just tired yeah. Um,
0: yeah well it was an amazing result so good for the tournament plenty of footage across social media of, of everybody enjoying it in the fan zones and um, it uh, it knocked Sumo off the back pages all the front pages as well uh, in Japan across the newspapers so uh, yeah absolutely brilliant um, of course the inquest has already begun with the Irish because we saw them look you know great in 2018 pretty average in 2019 a bit too much of a dip, losing by fifty-seven points, fifteen. It took him in the warm-up games, but then oh, didn't they look good against Scotland? And oh no, it's all gone wrong again.
1: Yeah, I I think it's fair to say, I'm not quite sure where the Irish are right now. Um, yeah, we'll find out. You know, I've got I've got them on on Thursday, still here in Kobe against the Russians. Now they're going to win that, and that, that might be a game that that gives them an opportunity to get into a bit of a groove, mm. um, but. You know they they've just got to got to beat these next two teams. They've got Samoa after that, um, and and that'll be a very physical test. But having having seen them last night, I don't. You know, if you hang on for half an hour, they just they disappear. They've got no sort sort of um, endurance or, or fitness to their game, and, and they just blow up. Mm. Um, now, the Irish, look on their day, they can beat anyone, as we've seen when they've beaten the All Blacks. Um, yeah. But like, there are weaknesses there. Clearly, um, I think I think the weekend that they they probably took the Japanese a bit lightly. Um, you know, they made a lot of changes. Sexton was nowhere to be seen apart from in the stands eating his popcorn. And <laughs> you know, I think I think second time round Schmidt might do it slightly differently.
0: Okay, um, right. Well, we'll uh, we'll move on to Australia. Wales, Scotland tomorrow. But first of all, a word from our sponsor. The Rugby Report is sponsored by Betfred. The action's been amazing so far, and who'd have picked Japan to beat Ireland last weekend? Just the five games this week. Lovely stuff. The US tackle the French. Best of luck, Canada. You'll need it against the Kiwis. It'll be a big hit-a-thon between Fiji and Georgia, and Ireland surely won't get turned over by the Russians, right? Well, a couple of Springboks will want a pizza the action against Italy. See what you did there. And Betfred are double delight on Ireland against Russia on Thursday. So back the correct first try scorer. And if he bags a second, we'll double your odds. That's double delight with Betfred. 18 to over. be org. Full T's and C's apply. See betfred.com for more information. When the fun stops, stop. So uh, Australia-Wales uh, was... Arguably one of the games of the tournament so far, proper good old arm wrestle between these two sides, and Wales squeaking their way to, to the winning scoreline. Um, that was another an, another one to really
1: enjoy. Yeah, I watched that in the fan zone actually here in in Kobe as I wandered into it, so discovered it by mistake by walking around some monstrous building. Um, <laughs> and what an atmosphere it was down there, and everyone was cheering for their for their team to to, to go on and try and win that game in what was a that was like a proper game, wasn't it? Um, mm. You know, big hits, controversy, great pieces of individual skill, um, collective brilliance from both teams. Um, yeah. I've seen our I,
0: mates uh, at the attacking scrum, Dan Killick, saying it was just the sort of game that perhaps Reese Patchell needed of all people. If he is going to be, you know, now he is in that, that understudy role to Dan Bigger after Anscombe went, he, he then you know had a bit more of a confident
1: performance and, and that could could stand Wales in good stead. Definitely, I you know there was one kick, um, and it, it was towards the end. I can't remember. It was slightly to the left of the post, and I thought that those posts must look so narrow to him, given given the opportunity that he's had in the past. Yeah. Um, and and that's to me seemed a big moment for him individually more than anything else. You know, yeah. he, he if in the fact that he kicked it, he's almost like right. You know, I I am capable of making making the big moments stick in these test matches. Um mm. and, and I thought he played well. Um yeah. I thought the Australians were dead and buried when Wales were what were they, twenty something up. Um, and There's a bit of
0: that quality from rugby championship stuff though, isn't there, in the Wallabies, that they can look a little bit down, but then they can they can rally and all of a sudden put people through holes.
1: Yeah, well I think I think they were properly rattled by that controversy around the sort of Karevi Patchel thing. Yeah. Um, which which obviously led to a three pointer. And then pretty much off the kickoff, then that was when there was the intercept. Um, and that was a pretty much a 10-point swing in a two-minute period. Yeah. Um, and that, that was the Australians really on the ropes then. Um, that was more of a mental issue than, than anything else, I think, for me from the Australians. So mm. if you took that aside, um, you know... I I think I think the game would have been a lot closer a lot sooner as it was they they did brilliantly to fight back into it
0: mm. And, uh, well, it remains to be seen whether Fiji can say anything else in this pool, but it's certainly not looking like it, is it? Australia and Wales uh, looking pretty nailed on to uh, to be the two teams that get through. And then Scotland Samoa, as you mentioned, you were on commentary for that one. Um, and uh, well, Scotland looked a little bit more like their old selves, as you said, um, against a Samoa side that it just seems that you have to stay in, stay in it with them long enough for them to then, then fall away. Um, you had the joy uh, of approaching um, a Couple of fans afterwards. You've been been reaching your hand across the border um, after some earlier comments in the earlier in the series. Although when I when I say across the border, judging by the accent on some of these <laughs> lot, it's just the border to. Well, so they all live in Japan. Uh, yeah, well they do indeed. Yeah. Um, well, let's catch up with that now. Uh, as uh, as Tom just uh, gauge the temperature of the Scotland fans.
2: We live in Tokyo. Yeah, a lot of us live here. Um,
0: been here for two years now. I'm working on Rugby World Cup.
1: What do you think on, uh, on today's performance?
3: Fantastic.
1: In, in more than one word.
3: <laughs> well, you took the mic away b- from me before I could say any more, but it was you can't get better than Donut. So, what was it? 27 Donut?
1: Did she see the same game? I'm not sure. We, we, <laughs> I
3: <think> we, got <laughs> we have some good... Four the <laughs> 34-0. 34 nil. 34 perfect result. Donut is a zero to me. And I have to say the first try for me was the best. The kick, the run, and that first try. Because we had to wait a little while in order to get that first try. It was a little painful. We thought three not so good. Come on. Just get something before half time. And suddenly they burst into action. And it was absolutely fantastic.
1: So was that pretty frustrating for you guys as uh, on the the back of last week? And knowing that you've you really did have to win this, and you had to get a bonus point. Was that was that a bit squeaky bum? Did you have did you have to uh, did you have to ride out those first thirty minutes? Because Samoa stepped up, didn't they? I actually think scoring four tries is an incredibly difficult
2: thing to do. Anyway, you know you can you can you can put an amazing performance together and and have a huge win and still not score four tries. And so to be able to put a performance together like that, where you really dominate all the play and then still put together four tries, I think was an incredible performance for Scotland.
1: They really did need that bonus point, didn't they? they? Because they're now back into the pool. There was was no,
2: they had to get the the fourth try, and they got two penalty tries at the end of the day. Um, It was very structured, the way they played. I didn't think they gave anything away, and Samoa really didn't get into the 25 at all. Um, It was a fantastic performance. I thought really very, very well-organized
1: performance. And a probably. A game that they can they can look to get another bonus point in terms of coming up against the Russians, but then Japan last up. What Japan what are we thinking? Is, Japan
2: is going to be. It's always going to have been the game. I was you know I was at the four years ago at, at, at in England at the at the match there, and it was right very very even at half time, and they lost their number eight, and the second half Scotland ran away with it. But this is a different game. It, this, this match at uh, in Yokohama is going to be awesome. There's no question.
1: And do you think do you think Scotland can get out of the group? Look, they got themselves into a hole. Yes, bloody can. Uh, what are they are they going to yeah. get out of the hole and, and and get themselves into the quarterfinals? I think the
2: Japan Scotland game is going to basically be like a final, and it's going to be an incredibly exciting game for literally every fan on the in on the planet who loves rugby and so so i do think we'll get out of it and i do think that scotland will end up putting a performance together but i think ultimately if that game's a great game it's a huge huge thing for rugby as an entire whole
1: given that you uh have clearly had several drinks the lot of you you've done pretty well to get through that interview um the fact that you're stood here with ginger, ginger wigs on and Scottish hats, which no one could see, is slightly disappointed. But perhaps we'll get a photo which we can stick with it. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your tournament. And, uh, and hopefully Scotland will get through to the quarterfinals.
0: Now, I absolutely love that. At the end here, I've got to replay this again. Uh, the, the sort of sense of desperation in this guy's voice.
1: And do you, think, do you think Scotland can get out of the group? Look, they got themselves into a hole. Yes, they bloody can. Of course they bloody can. Like he's that's that's the voice of someone convincing themselves, isn't it? I think so. It sounded that way. I wasn't. There was a lot of people in behind me as well that were from Hong Kong, and that they just (laughs) did not sound like they were from Scotland. I think they might have been just taking the piss out of me, to be honest. Um, (laughs) They had those like I don't know what you call them. You know those wigs with like the ginger wigs. They have got a barnet like you with like a a tartan on top. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, they had, they had those on in, uh, in their hospitality unit, which was quite funny. I didn't think the Japanese really did. understood what, what the hell they were doing. But when yeah. I met them before the game, they were... I mean, that was probably the time for me to have a chat with them. But they, they were quite clearly absolutely steamy at the end of it. Um, yeah. I didn't have a clue what a donut was, by the way.
0: Okay, yeah, that was sort of um, evident, yeah. Yeah, I mean... took a little while. Donut, yeah. bagel, all those, the, all those terminologies, anything uh, that looks yeah. round. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: now, I, in hindsight, I get it. I just didn't have a clue what she was talking about. I actually went <laughs> really blank, and I could see her looking at me thinking, oh, he just doesn't like talking to me. But I was actually just trying to think, well, what the hell is she going on about? Yeah, um, just wanting
0: some late-night food, clearly. Yeah, she's had um, a few white wines, I think. Because uh, the Scotland fans, they're not the only people that you went out and about having a chat to, are they? Um, tell us about Mark and Sue Farrell briefly before we uh, before we play this clip.
1: Well, they so they had a slightly different way of arriving in to um japan they arrived on september the 1st which great fine um well they left on may the first i think uh they they've driven over here to the rugby world cup which is incredible they they i think um as you'll hear in the interview in mark bought a military vehicle and did it all out, put, put a you know bed in it and stuff, and, and they 've been driving around and and they've they 've gone through a ridiculous number of countries, and the brakes have failed only once. He said it was pretty hairy, but you know I would imagine it probably would be if your brakes failed in God knows where
0: yeah certainly well let's uh, let 's have a little listen uh, to these guys amazing amazing way to get to the rugby world Cup okay, so
4: basically we uh, we drove from from Devon in the southwest of England, we drove all the way through Europe through France Belgium, Germany. Austria, Hungary, uh, Bulgaria, Romania, Romania, Turkey, Turkey, Georgia, Georgia, Azerbaijan, across the Caspian Sea on a ferry, through Kazakhstan, through Kazakhstan to Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, up over the Pamir Highway, the highest, second highest uh, highway in the world at 4,500 meters, down into Kyrgyzstan, Kyrgyzstan, back into Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan, into Russia, Russia. We entered uh, Mongolia, we did the full width of Mongolia from west to east. Then into the back end of, uh, of Russia where uh, we, we headed for uh, Vladivostok. We had one deadline on the whole trip was that was to catch the ferry, just the one deadline which we made that in good time. So from the ferry uh, Vladivostok we went down to South Korea, um, had a week in South Korea, went up to the North Korean border to, to the demilitarized zone, had a wave at the soldiers up there. and then uh, and then came on back and then got on the boat to get to Japan for the first of September. And what was the date you left? We left on the first of May, so exactly four months.
1: An amazing, an amazing trip. Now, Sue, let's let's get down to the nitty-gritty. How many arguments were there about directions?
3: Well, I'm the navigator so there weren't any arguments
1: <laughs> and did you did you plan it yourselves or was there is there a, is there a route that you looked up or, or, or how did you go about doing it uh,
3: we planned it ourselves we knew we wanted to do certain places we wanted to do the stands we wanted to go to Mongolia and the rest kind of fell into place around that Uh wanted to go to lots of different countries uh, yeah so it all fell into place really there were other people doing the same sort of trip who we were following on social media, so that helped That helped in the planning a lot.
1: So they're here as well?
3: Uh, no, the main person we're following isn't a rugby fan, so she's somewhere else, but we met guys along the way uh, doing the same trip, cyclists mainly and a couple, another couple in a van who are doing the same trip, who will be here I
1: think yeah. Yeah. So, so talk to me about the, you're in a camper van or you're in your, in your
4: own car or what is it? Okay, so the uh, the truck we've got, it. I bought it three years ago. It's an ex-military uh, Land Rover Pulse Ambulance. So it's an ex-military vehicle uh, which I bought uh, and I've converted into a camper van. Uh, we've got everything we need in, on there. We've got water, gas, we've got a cooker, we've got a shower, we've got um, solar panels. So we've got everything we possibly need. Uh, two really comfortable beds, um, really, really comfortable ride. Uh, being a Land Rover, no air conditioning, so the faster you go, the cooler the breeze.
1: <laughs> and what, what, what are some of the amazing experiences that you've seen along the way? What are your, what are your top experiences?
3: Uh, driving the Pamir Highway was really the top experience for me. That was really very exciting. It was remote wilderness. It was cold. Um, yeah, it just felt extraordinary, really. Yeah. And meeting people along the way and the kindness of everyone we met. Um, you know, the poorer the people seemed, the kinder they were. And we've just had no problems at all. It's just been awesome.
0: What a fantastic pair they are. Um, absolutely inspirational. So much fun, I'm sure, they had along the way. Uh, and why not? If you fancy the chance of doing something like that, then do it. Um, did, did they have a sense of smugness on their faces about it all, Tom?
1: They, they looked like a pair that had just done the best trip of their lives. They've always fantastic. wanted to do a road trip. And yeah. they and they were absolutely buzzing by it, you know. You'd think by the time you got here from from the ferry from Vladivostok down to I don't know South Korea wherever it was, and then across. Yeah. You'd think, oh my god, I just want to get there now. But that, but yeah. you know, they're loving it. They're driving around Japan. They're not jumping on the bullet trains. They're yeah. they're parking up in amazing um, campsites, as, as they say, and you know. You know, they're they're meeting loads of people and and they're having the time of their lives. Um, Yeah, good for them. I think it's a bit of a letdown. They're not driving home, to be honest. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, there was that bit. Yeah, very good. Uh, well, lovely to hear from them. So uh, it's a good job on catching up with them. Right then, let's have a look at the five games that are coming up then. Um, starting, of course, uh, well, on Wednesday with France against the USA. It's an 8.45 UK kickoff. Uh, it's a quarter to five in the afternoon kickoff at the Hakatana Mori Stadium in Fukuoka. Uh, France, 12 changes for them. Uh, Raka is in. Exciting um, game. Dale Fiku picks up his 50th cap. Um, now, we've got two people in these previews who I can't believe are captaining their countries for the first time. Here's the first one. Louis Picamol's 81st cap. First time he's captained, captained his country. Bit of a surprise, that for me. Um, and the USA, eight changes for them. Four of them enforced, of course, John Quill's red card. He's gone home. David knew he's gone home having uh, picked up an injury inside three minutes against England. Paul Lassique and Will Hooley are coming back from having taken knocks themselves. Uh, the French are going to be very... Very similar to England, at least in terms of their game plan, Six Nations style side. It's going to be another tough afternoon for the USA, isn't it?
1: I think it is. A, you know, given what Gary Gold said in his post-match interview in Kobe, though he he won't want another performance like that from the, from the US team, and I don't think I don't think they'll they'll give us another performance like that. Um, they just
0: need some ball, thirty percent possession, apparently. Oh God, uh,
1: yeah. I mean, it was at times it looked a bit like men against boys, um, yeah. but. You know they have to get it right against this lot because they're capable of playing some brilliant rugby. And you look at their side, um, even their even their locks, you know, are more than capable of playing in the back row. Especially Larue, um, mm. they're going to be mobile. They're going to shift yeah. about. The camera is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and then to see Racker playing and and, and as well who's um who mm. set well, he lit up the the Champions Cup, didn't he for, for Toulouse yeah. um, you know I, I think they're gonna have a, a tough afternoon the Americans but but it'd be good to see how if they can bounce back from from the level of performance we saw against the English
0: yeah I just really want to see them firing a shot other than uh, the consolation score that it was in Kobe um, okay New Zealand uh, against Canada Um Canada will, uh, well, they're coming in off that 48 points to seven loss to Italy. Uh, They make six changes. It's 11 changes that Steve Hansen makes. um, And Kieran Reid and Sonny Bill Williams are a couple of those who are in this game uh, that started in the 2011 meeting that was a 79 points to 15 win uh, for the All Blacks. There's something sort of quite, I don't know, Amusing, obvious I, I I appreciate, but because I guess you only have a thirty one man squad for a World Cup, you can't put in an entirely weak team, can you? So although you sort of look at a game like New Zealand Canada and think, well, I'm sure New Zealand won't, won't you know, stack themselves, you've still got a backline of T J Perinara, Moonga, Sonny Bill Williams, Goodhue, and the wings of Ioane and Geordie Barrett and Bowden Barrett at the back, I mean, oh uh, Canada are, are be given a higher,
1: aren't they? Yeah. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, how good are they? That's yeah. that's a team that they're just swapping in. Yeah, um,
0: and some chap called Bin Smoth on the bench as well. Yeah, um, well,
1: and, and worth a mention that, that Scott Barrett, Geordie Barrett and Bode Barrett, I think they're, they're the first of three brothers to play in a World Cup together. Um, there we go. Which, which is an incredible moment for the Barrett family, isn't it? Um, Ardy Surveyor, he's going to be wearing those goggles. Yes, he is,
0: yeah. They're looking
1: um, which, good. Which could be interesting. Um,
0: um, are we going to uh, see over 100 points
1: scored by New Zealand? I think if there is a game where we're looking at that in this round, the, or certainly to date, this is the one. Um, yeah. I think I there mean, are probably another couple coming down the line. Yeah, There's probably another couple of games coming down the line which could, could reach a ton, but... Um, this is certainly one of those that the Canadians are going to have to be <laughs> defensively um, alert.
0: Yeah, very nicely put. Uh, Georgia against Fiji. Georgia, uh, name a third captain in as many games. They've not done that before at a World Cup. Shari Kadzi will uh, have the captain's armband. Uh, Fiji, 11 changes and uh, and 13 from the Australia game are back in after the uh, the slight horror show against Uruguay. Pakeli Yato uh, is one of those who's back. Now, of course, Fiji beat Georgia 37 points to 15 last year in Suva. But as we already know, in this World Cup, Uruguay have beaten Fiji. Uh, so Georgia beating Uruguay surely means Georgia beat Fiji right
1: yeah I mean if that's <laughs> the way we're going to work it <laughs> I mean that's another back line where they've made changes and they've got Lamani Volavola Radradra on the wing Bottia and Nyathaleva in the centre Tuasova mm-hmm. on the other wing and Murimurivalu at fullback. so I mean how which makes you scratch your head yes they've made changes and and they didn't have all of those players playing, but they had enough quality to to beat Uruguay. What a massive mistake that was from the Fijians to to, to not win yeah. there. Because I think if they if they beat if they beaten them, and they and then they beat Georgia, then it set them up brilliantly. I just don't know where they are where they are mentally now. We'll we'll find out soon enough, I guess. But um, mm. this is a sort of game where where if they think oh we've blown it, you know, God knows what could happen. Georgia could beat them, right?
0: Well, yeah, you never know. Quarter past six, then. That one is on Thursday morning, a quarter past 2 kickoff at the Hanazono Stadium in Osaka. Uh, then on the same day on Thursday, Ireland against Russia, quarter past 11 kick-off UK time. Uh, I know that uh, the Irish have, uh, have put out a bit on social media. It's almost like a letter from Joe Schmidt asking the Irish to uh, to be allowed a couple of days off work, a couple of hours off work, I should say, on Thursday. Um, it, that one taking place in Kobe, in the uh, Kobe Muzaki Stadium. If they've still got the roof shut, Well, it could make it all fun and And games in terms of handling once again. Yeah, exactly. Four kept on uh, from Ireland's loss to Japan. Omani, Earls, Ringrose and Carney. Um, And, uh, yeah, this is the other captain, Johnny Sexton. Captain for the first time on his 86th cap. Can't believe that he hasn't led the side First time? Oh, my God. Extraordinary, isn't it? Him and Pickamoles, first-time skippers. Uh, Russia nine changes. Artemiev captain for the thirty-third time. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's He's uh, got it's going to gonna get rid be
1: of a, that tash, has not he, old Vaz? It, He's he, got to get rid yeah. of that.
0: That's horrible. It's going to be um, an Irish win, and boy, do they need it. But I think as touched, you touched, as you as you have touched on already, it's uh, well, it could be well-timed. I think the the opportunity for them to. Uh, to put some points on the board, and then on Friday, Interpool B, uh, South Africa against Italy. That one's a 10:45 UK kickoff, 6:45 in the Shizuoka Ekopa Stadium. Uh, South Africa have made 10 changes from the team who beat Namibia. Khaleesi is back. Um, Italy haven't yet named their team, but uh, it looks by the lineup that that Erasmus has named relatively early that they're making sure they're not going to lose 20 points to 18 like they did to Italy and Florence in 2016 they're going in fairly well tooled up to make sure that no mistakes are made
1: yeah I think out of the teams that they've got left to play in that in that pool they need to be armed for the for the um for the game against the Italians they they have the potential the Italians I just don't know whether they can put it together for more than I don't know half an hour in a game um, yeah. and that and that against um, a South African team that's, well, it's a bit like New Zealand, isn't it? They can make some changes and they've still got a huge amount of quality everywhere. Um, yeah. You know, um, Mpimpi was just running them in the other day, wasn't he? Um, you know, they've there's, there's got such big, big blokes as well um, mm. that can carry hard. And, you know, Vermeulen's back in. Um, uh, who, What's his name? Lude de Jagger. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Elizabeth, I mean, name, and you try and stop them, and then and then that makes that makes the the backline's job so much easier when they're getting front football off the off the likes of those fellas.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so uh, so that one, yeah, taking place on Friday. South Africa against Italy. Uh, our next episode, incidentally, will then feature the next five games. Australia, Uruguay, England, Argentina, Japan, Samoa, New Zealand, Namibia and France-Tonga. Mentioning England, Tom, um, have you seen this? There's, there's been quite a lot being talked about, about uh the fact that the England team have, have had a bit of handbags, they've, they've had some psychological input to, uh, to get them all on the same page, how it's been incredibly, incredibly beneficial for them that they've got some skeletons out of the closet and, and had a good old rant at one another to become a tighter unit. Um, is that new mm. in any way in, in, in
1: the, the top of elite sport? No, but I think what, what, I, thought, what I did find weird was that the fact they were still mentioned 2015. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's four years ago. But like if you're wow. still holding on to that there's something there's something going a bit wrong isn't it i mean if you're still bothered by something that was four years ago but I guess it is the um, next you know, time in to, a, in, in a t-
0: World Cup to feel that you've got to put things right so i can I can kind of understand that these things will be sticking with you uh
3: you don't feel the yeah, same.
1: Yeah, I don't get that. <laughs> no, I mean, I Fine. get, I, I, get the fact that you have meetings and you're, and you're quite, uh, you're very direct with each other, and you have honest opinions. And if people aren't performing well, then you highlight that and you, you point, um, you don't point a finger actually. You just hold, you hold people uh, to account, and everyone's accountable for what they're doing and, and for yeah. their performances. And and if they're not up to scratch, you point them out, and that can be a bit awkward at times. But, yeah. Oh, we, let's stop banging on about 2015, 2019, let crack on.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so I uh, I had a little day off yesterday, had a little wander around uh, a hoary park here in Fukuoka, and surprise, surprise, what
1: else did I do? Went to oh, an onsen. Got in an onsen, got naked and got in an onsen, yeah. standard. So... How many times is that? Every time I WhatsApp you, oh, sorry, mate, I will WhatsApp you back in a minute, I'm just naked in a swimming pool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, my third um, of the trip, not too many, but I'm probably going. To oh, games.
1: whatever! Third of three in a day, mate.
0: <laughs> they are very nice indeed. I highly recommend yeah, them. Clearly, um, what uh, what else have you got on the cards then? As we round off episode seven.
1: So one of the guys in my in my production team, one of the guys that works for Supersport, normally he he has found the place for sushi. Um, so I'm going to head over there a bit in a bit. Uh, it's I called probably, Japan. Sorry, it's called Japan. Well, no, 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 like the place in Kobe for sushi. Um, So I'm going to go there. Then I'm going to have um, some Kobe beef tomorrow again, uh, because that is unreal. Um, I might head down to, uh, now forgive my pronunciation, but I think it's called Himeji, um, where there are some temples and some castles, but I want to avoid this storm that's heading the way i don't want to get wet basically you know i'm a a big tough fella but i don't really want to get wet because apparently you get wet out here you get very very wet
0: yeah, well, I think the typhoon is certainly, it's not going to cause any cancellations, but I think we may uh, we may get a touch of it. Uh, brilliant. Okay, well, uh, thank you very much once again, Tom, and uh, and to all of you who have been tuning in. Keep those reviews coming on iTunes. If you are able to uh, leave us a little comment, then we would be very, very grateful indeed. Um, our thanks once again to our friends at Rugby United and, of course, to Sean and the, uh, and the Fill Your Boots Rugby Initiative. Do keep in touch with them. If you fancy a game or you can help make games happen, really good stuff happening with those guys um but uh, but that is it from uh, from me and tom for now we look forward to you joining us again next time cheerio for now the Rugby Report Japan 2019 is sponsored by Betfred. We've loved every second of the tournament so far, from Japan's win against Ireland, the craziness between Wales and Australia on Sunday, and of course the clash of the titans when South Africa and New Zealand went toe-to-toe. It's been a special tournament, so why not check out Betfred's specials on all the games from Japan? They've had player specials, result specials, and even more. Find them all on the Betfred app, available from your app store. Whenever you bet, Betfred. 18s and over, be gambleaware.org full and C's apply. See betfred.com for more information. When the fun stops, stop. This has been a Rugby Media production.